Good morning, good morning, good morning. Morning, everyone. It is currently 10.49 a.m. of uh, 16th of February, 2022, and it is a beautiful Wednesday outside. And I'm so excited because today is my last day of quarantine. And alhamdulillah, my, um, both my parents and I are now negative on the saliva test. We'll take that as a yes. You are confirmed negative. <laughs> so I just really want to celebrate that. Um, wow. Alhamdulillah. Um, alhamdulillah. 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 All praises to God. Um, we are now negative COVID. And uh, I've said this in one of my episodes of journaling COVID that, you know, it has really, really been... Um, 10 days worth of very, very much, um, very, very humbling 10 days of quarantine. Um, and I'm so, so grateful that, you know, God has given me the energy to go on this, um, platform and actually journal my quarantine time. Uh, as you can hear, I'm still having quite the flu. Uh, but I just thank God it's not runny nose. <clears throat> it's, it's nothing runny, so that's good. Um, and I'm still, I still have to manage my cough. Um, and a lot of people who had COVID, um, a lot of my friends who had COVID did say that with a cough, it does take a longer time for it to subside. So in that sense, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, because I've, you know, all my life, I've been asthmatic. Um, even as a kid, I remember being um, like told not to drink ice, not to eat ice cream, and I would really sneakily go chew ice, even though, you know, and then my parents would be like, I thought we gave you no ice, no ice cream. Why are you still, you know, like asthmatic and stuff? Um, that's because I take ice cream behind your backs. <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> um yeah and that's that right and i am so so grateful to be back um feeling negative COVID, feeling well and you know i have i'm so i just want to really journal um on this episode that that you know what um irene dear future irene if you ever in the future doubt yourself again just remember the things that you have done during your quarantine time as a positive COVID case. And um, just think about the, the, the work you've put in and the willpower you had. Um, <clears throat> dear future Irene, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to remind you that during your COVID quarantine time, you, um, of course, you cried like a baby. <laughs> and that was day one. And obviously, because that was just, you know, that was a lot of pain. It was a lot of pain and you were like, wow, this is COVID. Nothing can explain this pain that I have at every inch of my body if it wasn't for COVID. And you felt like you could, the pain, every inch of your body, it, it was like, just for me to remind you, dear future Irene, it was like the pain that you could feel it even in your fingers and at the, at the bottom of your feet, you know everywhere your neck everywhere it felt like the virus was chewing up on you and it was so scary 
it was so scary but you you push through anyway and it was like i remember telling myself okay if i can go through so much shit in my life <laughs> then um inshallah i'll be able to pull this through and you know w- with what happened in the second half of 2021 you know it really really has made me into this stronger version of irene and i was like okay dear god is this the big drop <laughs> because i remember around november december november to december 2021 life was hard life was hard because i started going on meds and that's a whole other story on the side but um it was that emotional roller coaster right you know and i'm not trying to get off topic but i'm saying that during november and december time it was so 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 difficult there was not like a week that i could take a break it, every every single week was just either mentally or emotionally or spiritually or physically challenging and um i just didn't i just couldn't make sense of what was the whole idea behind it except for one thing and one thing only that i kept giving or telling myself um uh, you know i i keep on saying this to god i'm like okay dear god i really don't know um why are these things happening to me and it's like i can't even catch a breath like can i just take a break can you like cut me some slack a little bit you know i remember <laughs> having that conversation with god and i said to him i redo uh i accept and i let go and i let god but at the same time the only comfort that i can give myself is that all of these challenges that you've been putting me through it's like it feels like you're you're really preparing me for something big and i don't know what this big thing is but um i'll always be in search of it um and i think that only god and only god <laughs> um can tell me whether or not something is a big drop you know so um like this year <laughs> like even this year i i have not gotten it e- easy and i remember saying this in one of my episodes um that uh some something about how I know that this whole healing journey will not get any easier. Like life will only get harder for me, but somehow like I found comfort in having constant struggles because it feels like you know like how okay, so um for my non-Malaysian um friends uh that are currently listening um or other non-Muslim friends um Uh, first of all i love you guys <laughs> so it, it really doesn't matter like you're a friend so i don't care who you are and uh, not who you are i don't care where you're from um or what do you believe as long as you're a friend to me you are someone that is very dear to me i really really value my friendships and my relationships so um that's number one. <laughs> but what i'm trying what i was trying to say is that um that we have this sort of um belief that uh the the more um i know it's not logical but this is what we believe first of all it's a belief so <laughs> if you disagree you have all the right to disagree because 
you and I don't believe the same thing, but there's this um, belief or some like a lesson that is taught um, in my faith where um, the more you're tested by God, um, the closer you are actually becoming to God, if that makes sense. And, um, and, and, and that to me, that closeness to God is something that I think a lot of us struggle with, you know, it's like, cause, cause the logical way of approaching your struggles would have been like, ah, okay, I'm, why me? You know, like, like, like when you're going through a really difficult time, it's like, ah, why me? Why? Why me? You know? And, and that's the logical, most um, emotional way of approaching or rather uh, the first human nature of approaching your struggles. But when, you know, when, <laughs> when you go or you dig deeper into, into the fact that, hey, there are not a lot of people that are being tested the way that you are tested. And um, we have this belief in our faith um, like Islam teaches us that, you know, with with the struggles that you go through, it doesn't mean um, that you're going further away from God or God is testing you because um, he doesn't love you or he doesn't um, value you. But he is testing your patience and testing you and your faith and the, by the things that you're struggling with so that he can bring you closer to him and it, it it makes honestly for me it makes perfect sense because when only and only when you're struggling that you really really ground yourself and humble yourself and remember that you're just a humble servant to god you know and yeah, it's because when you're having things difficult, that's when you turn to God. And turning to God in itself is also another human nature, you know. Um, and, uh, and, and, and with that, with that, that is what brings you closer to God, right? And um, it really is humbling. It really is humbling. Like with all of the struggles that I personally have had, um, ever since the second half of 2021 and I'm only saying this second half of 2021 is because that was really one of the most difficult times or rather the most recent difficult time I've always had a difficult time even back in August of 2020 when I was diagnosed with something uh, so this particular something was well, we will talk about it um, and, and in a separate season that I'm currently working on. I think I've mentioned this season a couple of times now. Um, I just really, really need to put the work in um, and plan it out. Um, and that's, that's, that's actually something that would be... Um, I mean, it is exciting, but this season that I'm working on, it's like, oh God, you know, um, it's really difficult to talk about it um, because... The whole season is planned. Um, if, if I had a blueprint of season X, it's like, oh God. <laughs> it's just um, an episode after an episode of very difficult things that 
that I plan to talk about, but I I try to remember why. Is that the bell? Hold on. Okay, it wasn't the bell. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm starting to hearing things. I'm kidding. It's actually my neighbor's like, I don't know what you call it, but it's like this dingling thing that like kind of make it make sounds like like bells are ringing um but it only makes sounds because it's windy outside so yeah there's that i don't know what you call it but you know what i mean right yeah so i'm um, going back to what i was talking about season x um even though let me take a breath right okay let's let's just do some breathing okay in four oops i'm having a flu okay <clears throat> In four. Hold four. Out four. Or maybe that was a six. Okay, in six. Hold four. Out six. Okay. Okay. Um, even though season X is a difficult season for me to work on, because we will be talking about difficult things, I have to remember my why. You know, I do get demotivated sometimes just thinking about it because of how, again, (laughs) difficult these conversations are, um... But I have to really think about the benefit or rather the possible big impact that it can bring, not only to myself, not only to the people around me, um, but to the world. I mean, my target right now is to help the people around me through my podcast. And Alhamdulillah, you know, 15 episodes in, I have been getting the most amazing and uh, warm hearted responses and um and this is exactly what keeps me going and it's not something that you know because i mean even looking at the charts i can see (laughs) i can see how you know it was like it was a spike when i first um um, at the beginning of january it was a complete spike i had about a hundred listeners for my episodes uh for my first episode um but a hundred listeners is one month later. So it's like, and there's like this, because I'm looking at my podcast performance and around 10th of January, that was, which was the time that I actually posted my, um, my first episode. Uh, yes, there was a spike because that was the beginning of the podcast and it was the launching of it. So, you know, um, I had a lot of listeners and, but, but, you know, as we move into February and now it's like mid of February and I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of myself that this is something that I really, really put in the work. And I remember um, doing the, these podcasts even when I had a job and when I had that job, it, it was not a, a laid back job. You know, <laughs> I worked in finance and um it was difficult, but but my podcast became, 
I knew it was my passion that I can actually wake up at 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning and just start talking, you know, <laughs> um, very, very early in the morning. Um, and, and But here's the best part, that this is something that keeps me sane with the work that I do, um, with the job that I do at, 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 at so-and-so, you know. So um, it's like during the day, I'm looking at numbers, I'm doing financial analysis and, and so on and so forth. But these things doesn't really give me that um, value in life. Like, okay, I'm only doing this because I want to be um, earning money to, to pay or rather afford myself or bills, bills, right? And um, but I live with my parents, so um, in that sense, I'm very privileged. So um, I try to contribute wherever I can, you know. And um, but that's just about it. Like it was like a work that I did just to earn money, you know. And it wasn't like did I? I tried very so difficultly to find the value behind the work that I do behind the contributions that I've given to the department or to the bank. But um, it wasn't as straightforward as me um, working on my podcast where I can literally find the benefit of it um, directly. Like with me pos- um, posting all of these um, episodes, it's, 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 it's amazing how... Ah, the, the, the length I have reached with, she says, for now, you know, only one month and two weeks in, it's, it's amazing. And, and I really, really value my listeners and my listeners are first and foremost my friends, you know. And I don't have that, I mean, for now, I don't have that visibility of where exactly my podcast go but i again i was just reflecting on my podcast performance and i'm looking at the report here um the top episodes is definitely my first episode ever with over 96 listeners and um (laughs) i keep on trying to imagine the future me and the future of she says you know where i reach a hundred episodes and that would be like oh my god um 96 listeners for one episode that's kind of cute Irene (laughs) you know I I really want to dream big I mean I have been dreaming big with she says and um I'm so passionate about it and I'm I'm grateful I'm grateful that I found this platform to you know to not only serve myself but most importantly to serve the people around me and that is just something that I've always had, um, like if knowing myself and learning about myself. I know I love helping out people. Um, and oh, this reminds me of a story um, of something that happened back in Leicester. I, I think I was just like strolling around or was it I was on the way home or I think I was just on the way home. I don't quite remember or was I going somewhere or maybe I was going to uni, I forgot. Um, But where I lived was um, in Clarendon Park and um, uh, Queens Road. I miss Leicester so much. Um, So where I uh, lived 
specifically was on Lorne Road and um, Lorne Road is not that far from Queen's Road where you would have all of the um, shops and cafes and costas and um, subway you know basically the main road that people go on um, to I mean th that's where everything is there like you've got a pharmacy you've got a library you've got you've got everything there like on Queen's Road and um, I was just passing by Sainsbury's um, by um, Sainsbury's is like Tesco um, like in Malaysia it's like Tesco 7e and stuff like that so I, I passed by Sainsbury's and I saw a man um, on a wheelchair um, I think he was struggling to, to cross the road and um, it was an electric chair as well so um, electric wheelchair so he was just trying to maneuver with his control um, and it was like I could just really see him struggling and he was a complete stranger um, uh, I think his name was Barry or David wait that is <laughs> I don't know maybe my minds are just making things up I don't know I forgot his name um, but uh, he was basically a man on a wheelchair that was just struggling. And I saw that he had a plastic bag of groceries underneath his chair, um, which is really pretty cool, you know. Um, and, and of course, the UK is very um, accessible, friendly. So he could maneuver. I mean, a lot of I've seen, like, if you go to the UK, you can see a lot of people on wheelchairs or on electric wheelchairs that they can actually maneuver all by themselves and and there's that so 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 what happened with the guy was that i was like okay let me help the guy out right and um he is like i'm sure he was twice as twice heavier than me but he was on a wheelchair so i was like oh come on i i'm i've been so used to pulling pushing people on wheelchairs you know i've been I mean, it's something that I do even with my late grandmothers. Um, so, um, and, and, and that was basically it. That was the experience that I had with wheelchairs. Um, and my grandmothers was not as heavy as this guy. <laughs> but um, the, the, what I'm trying to say is that, that I, I, I love helping people. And what happened with the guy was that I didn't realize Okay, before I say what I didn't realize, I tried to help him. I was like, okay, um, excuse me, sir, do you need help? Like, how, where are you going? What do you need? You, you seem like you're struggling. And then um, he was a bit like, he was like, oh, thank you, thank you, dear. Um, I'm actually just trying to cross the road, but I don't know what's wrong with my chair and, and stuff. And then, and then I was like... Um, and I said, oh, that's okay. Where do you need to go? And then he was like, Sainsbury's. And then, um, and then, no, I think he went out of Sainsbury's and he was going to go somewhere. I think it was he wanted to go home. And I said to him, so where do you need to go, sir? I can send you off. And he said to me, um, I want to go home. And I'm like, okay, um, so is home far? And then he was like, home's not far. Um, I can show you the way. And that's what he said to me. And I was like, I did this, at, really, I didn't think, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, come on, this is a very vulnerable guy that I really want to help, and he seems to be struggling with his wheelchair, so let me just push him to wherever his house is, and because if he can travel to Sainsbury's um, 
on that wheelchair that I, I know for sure that it's just in Clarendon Park. His house is just in Clarendon Park. And then I, I pushed him. Um, I swear he was so heavy because <laughs> I remember going home, reaching home and feeling my arms were sore. And I wasn't um, entirely fit either when I was in Leicester. So um, I tried sending him home and it was like he gave me all these directions. And, and then at one point, we just got lost. <laughs> And Clarendon Park is not, I mean, yes, it's big, but um, I would know my way around it, especially I would know where my house or where I live is, you know. And when we got lost, I was like, okay, sir, I need you to calm down. I need us to calm down. We're still in Clarendon Park. Um, we just need to figure out where your house is. And then, but that triggered me. And I was like, oh, Irene, why does this guy not remember where he lives? And then, and then, and then, and then it clicked to me that whilst I was pushing him, I could smell beer. Like the, the strong smell of beer was on this guy. But I don't know why it didn't occur to me that he was drunk. And I was like, oh God, okay, this is great. <laughs> and um, I realized that he was drunk. But um, he was like almost almost like he was getting drunk you know but he was on the wheelchair so i was like okay um i said and then that's when i said to him okay i'm really sorry but i'm i actually need to go um and uh and this was pre-covid by the way it was pre-covid and then i was like uh i really really need to go now sir it's just um can i have your name i don't remember his name but let's just call him james right um, James sounds handsome. Um, he was old um, and he was really heavy on the wheelchair as well. So, um, you know, I, I remember him as such, but he was definitely drunk because at one point when I said to him, I, I actually really need to go, James. I, I, I was going to uni, um, but then I just saw you and I thought of helping. I thought your house is just nearby, but I actually have a class that I have to run to. And... Um, and uh but that was a lie <laughs> i was getting scared i was like oh my god oh my god this guy is drunk okay i gotta run right and um i said to him okay can i just drop you off somewhere that is closer to your house i can still push you a little bit more someplace that is closer but can you really try to you know try to remember where it is exactly and I ended up pushing him all the way to his house he actually remembered when i you know gave him that little push <laughs> i'm like whoa my god why didn't you think of this much earlier and i was like okay fine he's drunk and then when we got to his house i'm not entirely sure if that was his house but he was like um he said i i think this is it and i'm like what do you mean <laughs> but i didn't say that to him i was like okay okay great if this is it great um this is as far as i can push you um and help you i really really need to go and then he was like oh oh dear thank you so much for helping me out da, 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 da. um uh can you please give me a hug and i was like uh, <laughs> hug <laughs> and i was like uh, i can give you a fist bump and then i rolled up my sleeves and i gave him a fist bump um and um he was so so thankful even in that state of being drunk and i you know this is not the first time that i helped out a stranger i'm back in the uk um i remember around 2017 or 2016 
I remember um, helping a, a very old lady in my neighborhood when my family was living there and um, she got lost too and it was like I was like okay where do you need to go and then she said she needs to go to this pub because her son works there and I was like okay this pub is quite the walk ma'am <laughs> are you up for this walk I can actually accompany you to go to this pub but um, it's quite the walk um, and um, you seem very fit ma'am <laughs> but um, I'll accompany you there because you really do seem that you need help and I did send her off um, to the pub uh, safely and and it's just in these things and, and there are so many, 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 many other occasions that I've helped people and it felt completely fulfilling. And that is the point that I'm trying to say here that I just really love helping people. And in this selfish, cruel world, that is what I feel and believe that, you know what, if I have to sprinkle a little kindness into this world, I would t so totally do it because... It doesn't only help the people that I help, it helps me too. You know, it's like you giving that kindness that you want to people and the universe multiplies it for you. And that is truly, truly humbling. And um, I've just finished um, uh, Stephen Bartlett's uh, podcast with Jay Shetty, um, a very new, 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 new episode um, that they've just um, released and I love wow I really love what Jay Shetty said but before we get on to that um, I want to play this video that I found on Instagram of course um, okay let me okay yep there it is You better get really, really good at helping the person to the left of you and helping the person to the right of you. The world is too dangerous and the world is too difficult for you to think that you can do these things alone. If you find your spark, I commend you. Now, who are you going to ask for help and when are you going to accept help when it's offered? Learn that skill. Learn by practicing helping each other. It'll be the single most valuable thing you ever learn in your entire life. To accept help when it's offered and to ask for it when you know that you can't do it. The amazing thing is when you learn to ask for help, you'll discover that there are people all around you who've always wanted to help you. They just didn't think you needed it because you kept pretending that you had everything under control. And the minute you say, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm stuck, I'm scared, I don't think I can do this, you will find that lots of people who love you will rush in and take care of you. But that'll only happen if you learn to take care of them first. There you have it. Um... <clears throat> that was Simon Sinek. Um, don't know if I actually said that correctly, um, but that's him. And um, <sighs> I love every bit of the thing that he said, and it's exactly that. You know, in this in this very um, harsh reality of the world, of it can be cruel to genuine souls it can be you know it's just sometimes you can feel that this world is full of selfish people especially you know in this capitalist world that we are currently living in there are just so many negative and not welcoming 
vibes. <laughs> it's not just vibes. Like the things that people do, that co- corporates do to us, you know, uh, and 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 that that in itself is a whole other topic that I'm still currently trying to explore. It's just something that you know, if it really feels that, um, uh, guys, what whatever kindness that you can give out to this world, um, do give it. Just give it because um, it's not only you that needs that kindness, but this world needs more kindness, more than you can ever imagine. And and I really, really, really think um, that we should really um, um, invest into, yeah, you know, Um, and... And again, before I um, get into what Jay Shetty has said um, in his um, episode, um, him featuring on Steve Bartlett's um, Diary of a CEO podcast, um, what I really want to read as well off of Rainbow Salt, and I give all the credit to her, um, I, I want to read this, and and I might have read this in my diff, uh, in, in my previous episodes, but let, let's let's just revisit this, right? So one of her episodes, uh, one of her episodes, my apologies, one of her things, um, one of her crafts that she posted on her page is that when she said, "The kindest people are not born that way; they are made." They are the souls that have experienced so much at the hands of life. They are the ones who have dug themselves out of the dark, who have fought to turn every loss into a lesson. The kindest people do not just exist. They choose to soften where circumstances has tried to harden them. They choose to believe in goodness. Because they have seen firsthand why compassion is so necessary. They have seen firsthand why tenderness is so important in this world. I am sorry that the world wasn't always kind to your heart. I am sorry that you gave so much of yourself to the people who made you feel like you were difficult to love, to people who made you feel like you had to apologize for the way you cared. I am sorry that you experienced certain things at the hands of love that caused you to stop believing in its kindness. I am sorry that love wasn't always your safe place. I am sorry that love wasn't always compassionate. I am sorry that the world sometimes failed to protect your soul, that the universe sent you certain human beings who were hurt, and in turn, they hurt you. I am sorry that you had to carry all of that weight inside of yourself. I am sorry for the things you had to endure. For the ways in which the world met you with experiences you were not prepared for. Circumstances you could not weather on your own. 
I am sorry that the world took so much from you, that it made you experience things you were too young to experience, that it took away your mother, your father. I am sorry that the world challenged your courage. I am sorry that the world took so many pieces of you that it walked away with so much of your hope when you needed it the most. When you were just looking for a soft place to land. And that's the helicopter. I'll let it pass. Wow, it's... Wow, it must be above this house. This is so interesting. I can't even see the helicopter, but it sounds so loud, but okay. Welcome helicopter to this episode. <laughs> we want to embrace all the noise that is captured in this episode. Anyway, let's continue, right? That was such a cutoff. <clears throat> and she continued, I am sorry that you were not held in a soft place. I am sorry that you had to do it alone. I am sorry that the world wasn't always kind to you. I am sorry, but I am proud of you for being here. I am proud of you for trying to heal in the midst of all that felt unfair and cruel. I am proud of you for fighting to stay here. I am proud of you for the person you were, for the person you became, for the way you dug yourself out of the dark, for the way you push through the shadows. I am proud of you for your hope. I am proud of you for your belief in the goodness, for the way you focused on it when so many aspects of your life tried to convince you that it did not exist. I am proud of you for choosing to survive. I am proud of you. You did not deserve what happened to you. You did not deserve what you experienced. But who you are today and where you are today is because of who you are as a person. And here you are. Here you are. And there you have it. And I credit, credit everything that I've read. I have I credit Rainbow Salt. I credit Bianca Spericino, the author of Rainbow Salt. And she posted this on July 27th, 2021. And it's so beautiful. So incredibly beautiful. I'm so humbled by her writings. And thank you, Bianca Spargino, for doing what you do. And, you know, I one day, hopefully, I want to go big with She Says. I, I have the ambition of having Bianca Spargino on my podcast. And there's that. <clears throat> so I suppose to... Um, to close this beautiful episode of me journaling COVID, 
um, and this episode will be a representation or rather will will uncover and envelop um, episode, uh, day 9 and day 10 of quarantine or maybe I'll, I don't know if I'm going to separate them now maybe this is day nine i had because yesterday i didn't record day nine <laughs> so there's that um but that's okay right we have the flexibility i mean she says it's mine so there's that i can i can have that flexibility so um before we close off this um episode i suppose i really want to talk i just really want to um reiterate or rather um I'm going to play, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to play. I really want to um, float um, uh, the last piece of um, answer that Jay Shetty has given to um, Stephen Bartlett and uh, in, in, his, in, in their episode together um, when Stephen asked him, um, so what is your definition of true success? And Jay Shetty said, I love that he breathed first before he even answered that question because that question was actually asked to me by my um, Theta Healer um, about last week. Um, was it last week? I can't recall exactly when was it, but it's very. it was very, very recent that she asked me that question and I was like, when she asked me what did... Um, so what does success mean to you, Irene, personally? And, and that question rose because um, we were talking about our journey together. And um, she was actually asking me, where do you desire to go next if we were to continue our journey? And I remember telling her that I don't know where I'm going next, but I have a feeling that my future with you is more certain grounded but most importantly will be exploding with success after success and i said to her i'm most probably at the shakiest point of 2022 thus far and i'm saying this in january and i said to her but i know that with the modality and the service that you provide i would always have my solid rock with me to go above and beyond places that i cannot imagine being and I said to her, I don't know how will I be able to commit to you with everything that's going on, but I want to work with you and this modality. And we, you know, we both agreed on this, that once we get in on this ship, it's like we're going in deep. And I said to her, I honestly don't see myself doing life without you. And I, I kept on saying, I don't know how, but I know what I want out of working with you. I just wanted to let you know that. And I said, I, I kept on saying that I don't know and I don't know how. And this is what she said to me. She said, beautiful. What does success look like to you? You know, and she said, let's anchor that in so that the universe can start opening up the pathways for you. So because because and this is one of the powerful things that she said to me. She said that when we say that we don't know, the universe will not know what to hand us. And I was so incredibly mind blown by that. I don't know. I don't, I can't, I can't. It's like a thing that we can't say. I mean, obviously we can say it. It's just that it's not something that, it's not a behavior that we want to 
continue to welcome into our lives when we say we don't know about something you know it's like it's like really you don't know you know it was like i felt like my theta healer was not you know not just trying to <sighs> It, it was just that when, when she said that, I was like, okay, I work on this tonight before going to bed. Um, and hopefully we can decipher this together tomorrow. And um, when I, you know, I just reflected on it. Like I still can't think of the perfect definition of success to me. Um, it does feel like, you know, the, the, the perfect definition of success would be waking up and feeling at peace um, and doing whatever that I want to do that not only benefits me but benefit the people around me and, and that is what I have been so obsessed with. I really, really want to help people and you know, I've tried so many different channels of how helping people and it's, it's amazing how I've, life has really taught me that, you know, you can have the most genuine of intentions and um, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody would appreciate the help that you're trying to give to them. And I've had multiple occasions where that was apparently a thing because, you know, you would logically think that, when you want to help people, it's like, it's not a bad thing. So what, what is the problem with it? But I've had on multiple occasions where I really just, I was just trying to help. But apparently I've gone cross borders. I've, um, I didn't have, apparently I didn't have, um, I don't know. There, there, there were, um, I would just, I would just say what I can conclude from my experiences before this um, and and actually there's not a lot of times that people didn't appreciate the help um, it was just only on two occasions but these two occasions were very very significant to me and um, but that's the thing right like with helping and and this is a whole other topic that can be an episode on itself um, which is something that I'm also currently working on, that when you provide service to other people, what do you really expect out of it? Like, are you expecting them to appreciate you? Are you expecting them to give you in return the things that you have given them? You know, and this all comes back to sincerity and your genuinity, if that's a word, <laughs> you know? Um and 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 that and sincerity again is a whole other topic right um but it's that it's i think with sincerity i think i've i've um, asked my grandfather on this um once that um he actually i didn't ask him it's just something that he said to me oh wow i still haven't got to jay shetty's point <laughs> yeah i'm keeping the last um the last for the best um, the best for the last, my apologies. Um, and what my grandfather said to me, we were in London at the point of time. Um, uh, I remember my late grandmother and my grandfather came to London to live with us just to experience, 
you know what winter is like in London <laughs> and I think that was back in 2014 it was December 2014 coming up to like early January of February of 2015 um, before my uh, late grandmother passed away um, and um, it was like I remember my grandfather telling me Irene, did you realize what you just did for us here is that you did it out of, you were rushing to cook and you were rushing to prepare food for the guests and, and, and you did all of that by yourself whilst, you, um, whilst mom is at work. And I was like, um, and, and he said to me that um, when you do something, out of not expecting anything in return that is his definition of sincerity and ever since that conversation that I had with my grandfather it was that was it like for me sincerity is is that in and of itself and and that was just truly humbling because before like in my entire love life up to that point I was actually looking for the really the true meaning of sincerity and and he gave me a perspective and I was like yep I'm going to take that as it is I'm going to take sincerity as as something that you do for other people the service that you provide to other people but you don't expect anything in return um and that's a difficult thing to do because by the human nature, we're always wanting something in return. We're always feeling like we're trading. And one of the things that, because I've just finished that episode um, from <laughs> Stephen Bartlett. Again, I have to talk about this episode because it was with Jay Shetty. And it was just such a beautiful episode. Um, and so I would so recommend you guys to definitely go on it and, and and listen to it and it's so 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 good but one of the things that I heard last night I finished the episode this morning because I started listening to the podcast um, quite late um, at night last night and um, one of the things that Jay Shetty has said um, about providing service to other people is that um, you can only claim something to be off sacrifice if you don't expect them or expect people to give back what you've given them because if that's some because if you expect people to give back something to you then that's a transaction and to me that that makes perfect sense because that's just like us trading with each other you know but i feel like um at a personal level reflecting on what jay shetty said i felt that um, yes, it's exactly that, that we can't expect anything from the people that we have provided our service to. Um, and that trading with human beings, yes, it, it gives us a certain level of happiness, but trading with the universe is a whole other level of fulfillment. And um, because the universe can just bring you people and things and situations that just levels you up or, or, or elevates you basically and and that I, I feel 
is is quite the trade that we should all be um, chasing, you know. So, um, wow, this episode is an hour long. <laughs> I've never done um, an episode an hour long, but hey, there's always a first to everything. So this is the first episode that's about to turn um, an hour in nine minutes. Um, so, okay, so with all of that, right, I am going to now... Um, float or rather bring about to your attention as to what Jay Shetty has said. Um, when you listen to Stephen Bartlett's episode, you will hear it and you're going to hear it again here. And, and um, it's so good. I just, I just have to credit Jay Shetty because this obviously this is what he said first and foremost but um i just really i want to thank the kings of podcast jay shetty and stephen bartlett for doing what they do and you know a lot of podcasters out there are are really my um sources of inspiration and okay okay so let, let let's get to what um uh, what is it that I've been talking about. Why have I been mentioning Jay Shetty for the gazillion time? I mean, I don't even have to introduce you to this person. He is just amazing. He is... Just check him out if you don't know him. <laughs> um, so Stephen asked to Jay Shetty, what is your definition of true success? And I really love that he breathed before he said it. And I said this earlier. Let... It, the way that he just breathed before he answered these questions, because it's such a heavy question, is that he said the true definition of success to him is the four important, there are four important decisions that we make intentionally with the desire to learn and serve. There are four important decisions that we have to make intentionally with the desire to learn and to serve. And these four things are number one, how do I feel about myself? Number two, what do I do for money? Number three, what do I give, sorry, who do I give my love to? And number four, how do I serve others? And I completely resonate with what Jay Shetty has said here. Um, these four questions, I'm going to repeat it again. Number one, how do I feel about myself? And that, that number one question is, you know, I understand why it's in that order. How do you feel about yourself? And that's a whole other topic, right? Um, and that's why we talk about self-love and self-care and, and just focusing on you because we need to have that clarity of clarity slash understanding slash acceptance of who we are so that when we ask ourselves, how do I feel about myself? It gives us an answer that not only can we inspire the people around us, but it can continue to inspire us in the long run. Because, oh my God, yes, this question, how do you feel about yourself is so powerful. 
and 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 this is something that I want to talk about too because how you talk to yourself how your inner thoughts and your thought process works really really defines how do you feel about yourself and that's a whole other topic and his second question was what do I do for money and this is something that I am currently exploring you know I want to explore the possible um the possible how do I say this uh the possible um opportunities and and types of work that I can do that can serve my divine purpose of helping people um but also getting money out of it you know and and that is something that um I've also uh, read off of my um theta healers uh, recent post you know um where she said in one of her captions in her latest um post she did say um that uh she said something she she did share something about money being either a treat or a threat but i really like one of this um, this this particular point that she made um that it is especially common among her follow fellow healers and service providers in the spirituality niche where they are conditioned to believe that charging money in exchange for their healing sacred gifts and god-given talents is not spiritual and i cannot agree more you know it's very tricky um how do you find or or draw that line between what is spiritual and also making money out of it so because people can really take that um in a whole other different level of understanding and people can manipulate that you know um but i really really like what shamin here said shamin from sensitive superwoman said that you know as a result many spiritually awakening women who began to rediscover their mystical genius tend to number 1 offer their services for free or undercharge due to shame and fear of being branded as non-spiritual and that 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 one point in and of itself for me is oh my god so true i can totally understand where she's coming from right and that's a whole other topic that i would like to you know one fine day have my own pita healer on my podcast i mean she's the one of the biggest reasons she she pushed me into giving birth to she says so <laughs> of course she will be on um my podcast and that's something that i want to work with her as well um but that's that you know um there is a manipulative twist to it yeah and the question number 3 that jay shady said was who do i give my love to and when i wrote down this point it was like yeah who do i give my love to do i give my love to um my parents enough my family members enough have i given my love to uh, my friends enough but but yes that's like the people around me but what have i given enough love to myself you know it really sound like i'm selfish but you know at 
in this cruel world, there and, and the harsh reality of the world is that, sure, um, as Simon Sinek has said earlier, that you know, when you ask for help, you will see that um, there are so many people that love you will give you that help that you need and that's a whole other topic but what i'm trying to say here is in the harsh reality of the world you have to be um okay with yourself you have to feel okay with yourself and being by yourself um and and how do you even do that is by really by <laughs> really by um giving that love that you give to other people to yourself first and foremost but we tend to forget that we tend to god pour waterfall pour our love to the people around us and we don't do this to ourselves so whenever you're sitting down and reflecting and doing some grounding work that's what you want to focus on. You want to focus on giving love to yourself. And that's where self-care comes in. And that's a whole other topic, right? And number four is how do I serve others? And I love this question because um, this is something that I have been working on. And this is exactly um, the main um, ambition and uh, goal that I have with she says the purpose that I have with she says is to serve other people and you know this is something that I said to my healer as well that um, I don't only want to serve the people around me that's just within my reach I want she says to be that um, platform where we can actually serve the people around the country I want this podcast to serve the country, Malaysia, my beloved country, Malaysia. I want it to serve Malaysia as a whole. I want this platform to be, to be a platform where we can have very difficult conversations, um, things that can be um, of service to the country and to, to be able to have that platform of freedom to, 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 to be able to discuss difficult things um, and dangerous things. And, and I have to ensure that if that is where my ambition with She Says goes, then every single episode that I post on She Says, be it a hundred episodes to come, I want it to be of quality so that I can serve people with the utmost upstandard luxurious quality possible and that's where i want to go with she says i want to serve not only the people but also the country i don't know how am i gonna get there but that's what i want with she says and i and i really 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 would like to ask your kind 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 um souls to pray for my ambition with she says dear listeners you guys are literally my catalyst the messages that you guys send me on a daily basis or on a weekly basis you telling me hey irene i had a really bad day at work and 
um, but I listened to your podcast and it has given me so much comfort. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're rocking it. You're doing it right. You know, um, thank you for, for, for starting a podcast and that and everything. And, and I even have this friend of mine that I never thought that he would actually be listening to my podcast while he has long drives. And that was so heartwarming. And keep it coming, guys. <laughs> I, at this point, with she says, um, I don't want to turn it into a business yet because I'm such an infant in this podcast world. You know, I'm probably a fetus, you know, um, as compared to all the big podcaster kings and queens out there um but that's all i want you know from from my listeners to keep listening uh keep inspiring me keep being that catalyst that you guys have been for me for the last one month and a half um thank you so much for 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 sending me those messages um they really 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 mean the world to me and with that i end this podcast episode um it feels like a closing to season one and and that's it um episode 16 of day nine and day 10 of journaling my covid quarantine time is the closure of she says season one Thank you for listening. Bye.